0: Thanks, guys. <clears throat> so if you guys could go ahead and open up to uh, Acts 20. Whoop. I want to share a couple of things out of this passage. And, and in particular, I want us to look at this passage from the perspective of how can we as a church pray for one another and for the leadership of this church. Um, and this is a really interesting passage because in Acts 20, the Apostle Paul, he gathers together the elders that are in Ephesus... And he gives them a, like a final speech because he knows that he's not going to see them again. So these are like the final words. He's like the final exhortation, the final admonition from Paul to the elders in Ephesus. And I think that applies to all elders even today And a way that you guys can pray for us. So I, I want to walk through this passage and uh, let me go ahead and read it and then we'll read it again just to, so that we know it. But Acts chapter 20, I'm going to start at 28. He says be careful uh, pay, pay careful attention to yourselves and all the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to care for the church of God which he obtained with his own blood I know that after my departure fierce wolves will come in among you not sparing the flock and from among your own cells will arise men speaking twisted things to draw away the disciples after them therefore be alert In all things, I have shown you that by working hard in this way, we must help the weak and remember the words of the Lord Jesus. How He Himself said, "It is more blessed to give than to receive." So, if you've got uh, note taking, you can put this down. So, we're going to we're going to go through five different prayer requests. The first one is in verses twenty-eight and thirty. I'm just going to call that. We want to pray. That our elders would pay careful attention to themselves and the flock. And I'm, and I'm, I'm in that category as well. Look at this verse. Verse 28, pay careful attention to yourselves and all the flock. This is almost like a heading that he puts over the whole thing. He says, pay careful attention to yourselves and of the flock. You know, he's, he's given us imagery here of like a shepherd overseeing a flock. And that's an, image, that's an image that Jesus uses a lot when he describes the church. Jesus is the ultimate shepherd. But part of his plan is for there to be local under shepherds to oversee a local flock. But you can imagine, I mean, I don't know if anybody's ever um, herded sheep or done anything like that, but I've seen, you know, some of these guys that are up in, like when I was in Colorado, they, they herd sheep on top of these mountains, actually. It's pretty crazy, even today. But like if a wolf were to come up, then that guy's job is to fend off the wolf from the sheep. And that takes some physical fitness, I'm sure. You can't be a slouch. You can't be, you know, overweight. You can't be like near your deathbed. I mean, it's like you've got to be in pretty good shape to be able to be a shepherd, to be able to defend this off. So he's saying, keep a close eye on yourselves and the flock. If we're not walking with God, and really this applies to all of us, because I believe every Christian should be a leader if we're not walking with God ourselves, we got nothing to give to other people. Pay close attention to yourselves and to the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. I believe that with all my heart, that we're doing something together, but that whole, but the Holy Spirit led in this. And, and there is a chain of churches that you can go back 2,000 years of people leading people to Christ and establishing new churches. It's There's a secession that's happened. It's all been led by the Holy Spirit to care for the church of God, which he obtained with his own blood. How valuable is the church to God? Well, tell me the value of the blood of Jesus Christ, and that's the value of his church. Does does God um, care about his local church? You know, as a leader in the church, this, this, there's a part of me that's afraid here because this is a big responsibility. Jesus loves his church enough to die for his church. I know that after my departure, fierce wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock, and from among your own cells will arise men speaking twisted things to draw away the disciples after them. A wolf that's attacking the sheep has no mercy. You know, when the wolf gets the opportunity to clamp down on that throat and make that kill, it's gonna do it. And so, as, as leaders, I mean, men, guys, pray for us to, to take it seriously because the enemy is taking it very seriously as well. In the next uh, verse 31, that our elders would not cease to admonish everyone with passion. Verse 31, it says, Therefore be alert, remembering that for three years I did not cease night and day to admonish everyone with tears. So he's like, guys, follow my example. I was with you guys for three years, and I didn't stop. It was like day in, day out. Day, night, I am going after it admonishing everyone. He says, with tears. So to me, that's two things. It's like, I'm working hard at this because this is important. And I'm doing it with passion. I mean, it's like, it's like, guys, with tears are just flowing down. You can just imagine Paul. It's like, guys, don't go that way. Turn, follow God, walk with God. It's so critical. It's so important. So pray that we would not cease to admonish everyone with passion because this is life and death stuff. It's eternal life and death kinds of things. And then three, that our elders would depend on God and the word of his grace. Look at verse 32. And now I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you the inheritance among all those who are sanctified. You know, the more that I thought about this verse It's like, to me, it's like one of the most unassuming, simple, but gigantic verses. I commend you to God. It's like, is is there anything else that we can go to? He says, to God and the word of his grace, which is able. What else is able? What else is able? And yet, man, how many times do I find myself commending myself to other things, following other things, not seeking after his truth? But it's only God and his truth, the word of his grace, that is able, that is able to give you an inheritance with all those who are sanctified and to build you up. Brothers and sisters, that's what we want more than anything is to be built up and to to gain that inheritance with all the saints. All those are being sanctified. And then the next one, pray that our elders would not covet. Look at verses 33 and 34. I coveted no one's silver or gold or apparel. You yourselves know that these hands minister to my necessities and to those who are with me. So he's working for himself there. And he coveted no no one else's things, which is kind of an interesting thing to think about. Because I spend a lot of time like, why of all the different sins that he would warn them against, why is coveting the one? And I really think it's because coveting is a heart sin. You know, coveting is to want something that doesn't belong to you. Right, So at the heart level, it's like, I see that nice car, I see that ni- nice house, that nice wife. You can go down whatever it is. It's like, I want that for mine. That's that's what that is. But it's not yours and it doesn't belong to you. right? That's the idea of coveting. It's a heart level thing. I think that coveting is the heart level. It is the first step to downfall of leaders. I mean, how many churches, how many big name pastors have we seen fall in the last few years? Whether it's, you know uh adultery and sleeping around with somebody that's not their wife or it's through money and you know riches and all those kinds of things and power like it started with covetousness it's at the heart level it started with coveting something and i think the other thing that's so dangerous about it is that if you want something that doesn't belong to you and then you're in leadership then your tendency because that's your heart is to take all the levers and powers of control of the machine that you're running the thing that you're leading, now to go after that thing, right? So this church's purpose is to glorify God and make disciples and help people to walk with Jesus. That's our purpose, not to make me rich, not to make these guys rich, not to fulfill my desires in some other kind of way. But I think, guys, if we start, if we allow at our heart level, at the heart level to start coveting after something, that doesn't belong to us, then we will use the things that are at our controls, even as leaders, to go that way, right? Now, somebody who desires something that's not their own, yet they have no influence and they have no control, you know, that's bad, but that's not dangerous. But somebody who's in leadership, that is dangerous because now they're going to use that thing to steer in the way that their heart is going, which is evil and wrong and sinful, And then finally, verse 35, pray that our elders would work hard, help the weak, and remember that giving is better than receiving. Look at verse 35. In all things, I've shown you that by working hard in this way, and this is like almost the reverse of the coveting passage. It's like, instead of coveting and go after that, this is what you go after. Working hard in this way, you must help the weak. Remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. And that is, I think, the calling of Christian leadership. Christian leadership is self-sacrifice for other people. Jesus is our ultimate leader, and he is the ultimate example of self-sacrifice for the help of other people. The strong, Jesus is the ultimate strong sacrifices himself on behalf of the ultimate weak, me you that is Christian leadership and that is our model and so my my prayer and hope for this team and the future elders that God will bring is that this will be a team of men that will work hard that will, will spin themselves at the end of their life will say you know we could basically say I left it all out on the field I, I gave it all at the end of it I had zip left it's all gone I took everything that I could on behalf of the weak to draw them to God, to point them to God. All of me, it's like that should be the heart desire of what we want to see. So, so brothers and sisters, pray these prayers for our church. Pray these prayers for yourself. Because again, I, I think all of us are leaders and are leading people. We have influence over other people. And it says at the end that they knelt down... And they prayed for all, and so, and that's actually how I would like for us to end our time here, is to have a time of prayer. Um, so.